Hear ye, hear ye to whom it may concern. Episode 18 coming at your head right now, man. We're going to address a bunch of things. We're going to talk about a bunch of things, man. I got something good for you today, man. Going to talk about the standings, where you at in the stats, man. Who's doing what? Who's the top defense so far right now? Offense so far right now. I know what this stats say. We'll address it. But we also get to some opinions on some matters. Talk about a few rookies that are doing good, users that are doing well. And also, it's fight night. If you don't know, man, Wild Fury 2 tonight. Man, heavyweights back at it. Going to be clashing. The undercard, eh, eh. The undercard is okay. But the fight, if Fury does what he says and is aggressive, it could be a knockout. Won't even go five. But, hey, he's a boxer. Why do we know what he is? The Bronze Bombers in the building. USA champ. Stand up. Ah, fight nights upon us. Anyway, episode 18, LML, you know how it is, man. Podcast coming to you live. This is what we do. Let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about it. Let's get straight to it. First off, shout out to the MVP front runner, quarterback Haskins, man. Haskins is doing his thing. Deion Jones is one of the key defenders as well, doing his thing. Those are the only two faces, man, um, besides uh, the running back Conrad out there in Miami uh, on the MVP watch list. Uh, this is an NFC year for MVP, man. Stat-wise, the Atlanta Falcons and the Rams doing some good things. Gurley leads it off for the NFC, statistically doing some really good things. Metcalf is doing some really good things as well. Um, Tyree Jackson, man, this may be his year. I think that this is the this is the year we're seeing a couple guys make some changes as they they go ahead and seek that 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 uh, that X that marks the spot that Treasure Cove that. Newfound era that, you know, what's beyond the grass that's greener, whatever that is, man. They're trying to find that, man. Get that 4,000-yard mark. That's what it's believed to be the goal, to get you a Billy or an X-Factor or whatever. Kyler Murray's still doing his thing, too, as well. Don't sleep on Kyler Murray. But front-run MVPs, man, for the NFC, like I said before, Gurley, Metcalf, Jackson, McCaffrey, and Murray. Um, So a good, not really even in the MVP running, but uh, some good statisticals done and things of that nature. When we when we talk about the MVP, we talk about stats, and of course we're going to address those stats. But um, a few top rookies, man. Let's just show respect to the guys that got a few top rookies. Shout out to the AFC guys, man. Um, Beckham, uh, who plays wide receiver for the Dolphins, doing ex- outstanding. He's actually one of the top three receivers in the league, which is awesome. Uh, running back Arnold for the Chargers, who has big shoes to fill. I mean, that's a backfield that's had Melvin Gordon, Elliott, Eckler, Hoover, Drake, I mean, you got big shoes to fill. He's doing decent right now at week 11 with 945 yards and seven touchdowns, which finds himself number two on the AFC watch list uh, for, for one of those top rookies. And Kemp, man, Kemp's having a decent year out in Houston. It's a vertical offense. They live and die by Fuller. We all know that. They got Crothers. They got a couple other guys. But Kemp's doing real well stretching the field. 37 receptions, 771 yards, and six touchdowns for him, man. Shout out to those top rookies. For defense, you got Seymour for the Browns, Boswell for the Titans, and Barnes for the Broncos. So defense, man, let keep grinding, keep doing your thing. But you know it's all about the fireworks, man. Offense is key. We get across the pond to the NFC, talk about a few top rookies they got, man. Wide receiver runs the world, apparently. Uh, it's Beckham. No, I'm just playing. Burton <laughs> for the Giants is doing outstanding. He doesn't have the statistical landslide that Beckham has. But for 53 receptions, 821 yards, and 11 touchdowns, he's doing extremely well for a young guy in a tough league of LML. Now we got Beckham. Beckham is the guy that a lot of people don't understand is the quarterback of the uh, Carolina Panthers. And he is leading Carolina Panthers right now to a 6-4 and record. 
And he has 1,700 passing yards, 24 touchdowns, only 12 interceptions. That's a great ratio for a young quarterback and an offense in a tough division and a tough conference as well. So good stuff by Travis and those Panthers, man, getting Beckham to be number two in that watch list. Third, bring it up the the, 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 the watch list is May. May is the running back for the 49ers. That's a tough backfield behind Breida, but we've seen great running backs behind Breida do well. If another scare happens, I do believe that Kerry and believe May can do it. But right now, they're building him up. He has 563 yards and five touchdowns. So that's what it is. And on the, in the, in the, in the NFC defensive side, the Bucks have two guys, Mumphrey and, and Thurston, while Swift for the Lions uh, fits the number two vote for the Watchers for the, for the defensive rookie of the year. Outstanding efforts, man, by, by, by two conferences. Outstanding efforts to take young guys into this this shark tank we have of, of great users and great great personnel, and they're doing really well. If people don't know, the, the, the Patriots are a 99 overall team. There's no secret. They got 99 overall offense. They got like a 95 overall defense. We expect Haskins to be great, but he's still getting pressure. And when I say that, I'm saying that because Tyree Jackson, Tyree Jackson is doing extremely well. 3,295 yards, 33 touchdowns, and a 16 interception ratio for him and his Atlanta Falcons is applying pressure to Haskins. Now, we all know Haskins has 3,400 yards, 31 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions, but it's going to be a dog race, man. And let's not sleep on something that is very surprising if you don't know. Quarterback Robbins for the Colts, he's going for the ability. He wants his ex. He wants that improvement. 3,400 yards, 27 touchdowns, 28 interceptions. But they came off a big win, um, leading on Hines. Man, it's crazy. So right now, that's where we sit at with a couple stats. I'll be right back at you at the quick break. Talk about some rushing and receiving leaders. Man, the stats so far are really looking really well, man, in the league. The league transition, though, is phenomenal to me. So far, passing guys are really booming, doing their thing, man. While the rushing leaders are a little different. And, and we used to seeing names like Drake at the top, Lindsey at the top. You know, just top crazy, you know, Hines or Barkley, one of those. But a lot of trades have happened that have transitioned the landscape of LML in the running games. Drake has been deemed the best player in the league by his previous owner out, out in, in L.A. And you would assume the best player in the league that would transition no matter who has him. Ronnie's a great user that can run the ball. He's done really well. He had, did really well with Flowers. He's got Drake in town, but maybe, I don't know if he gave up more than he wanted. Um... But he's he's not it's not terrible. They're still figuring each other out. I think the, the flow is going to work. He'll eventually get Drake going. But Daniel Daniel Jones is is definitely the head of that offense. Um, they sit at five and five with Redskins. But like I say, it's a great trade. But just surprising when you don't see a name like that at the top. Not because it's a, it's 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 a lack of skill set. It's just more of you're used to seeing it, used to seeing his dynamo. But the offense has changed. They definitely throw the ball better out in Washington than where he was at previously, where they leaned on him for 95 percent of the work. So it's like I said, it's an even flow. But I think it's going to be really good, especially if the Redskins sneak into the playoffs. Drake is that guy that can really change the game at any moment's notice. So I, I definitely am excited to see what happens moving forward um, for that for that team. Uh, the rushing leader in the league, though, surprising to us not is Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley finds himself leading the league with 1,400 yards at week 11, 11 touchdowns. A touchdown a week keeps the doctor away, I guess. And uh, that finds himself as number two also on the MVP watch list. But he's the number he's the number one rushing leader in, in LML so far. Third on that list is Elliott. Elliott for the Cardinals. This is I, I like the Cardinals' offense. They do a little bit of both. They give you a little bit of this. They give you a little bit of that. Elliott is still the heart of that, heart of that team, and he is still a dynamo that needs to be uh, and a force to be reckoned with. With 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns, he's showing his worth every game that those Cardinals step on the field. And this is a big reason why the Cardinals have shocked the world and have shook up the NFC West, that they have been sitting so low and been kind of down in the dumps. They've broken that streak. They beat the 49ers twice this season. The Cardinals are a team that you don't want to see in the postseason 
as of right now. They're being led by Aaron Donald. They got a good, fast, young defense on, on that side. Their offense is playing tough. This is going to be fun, man, to watch how they go. When it comes to receiving leaders, DK Metcalf, Hercules, whatever you want to call him, Leads the league with 1,800 yards, 24 touchdowns with the Falcons. Him and Tyree Jackson are putting on a show. We were always wanting to see what Haskins and and Harry do. But, man, what Metcalf and and Tyree Jackson are doing is something to see. You slow them down, maybe you got a chance. Hoover's out of town. Barkley's in town. We'll see how this offense goes. It definitely looked like it's being more vertical this year than than years past. So definitely excited to see how they transition. I do think the Barkley-Hoover trade was nice for both parties. Giants got some good pieces. And, of course, you said the, the Falcons appear happy with what they with what they did as well. Avery for the Colts leads him. This is a surging passing offense led by Young Robbins um, and, and Coach Eric out there doing more aerial. They want to maximize the skill set of a quarterback they got who's already a natural runner, but it's starting to show his arm worth this year too. Like I said, he's got 3,400 yards and, 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 and 1,600 of those to Avery. 27 of those touchdowns, 13 of them are to Avery. Avery's definitely the leader of that with Marquise Hollywood Brown doing his thing, Dante Pettis, getting Kittle, getting Hawkinson, getting Hines in a pass game. This team can be extremely scary if they line all the dots up like they need to to really be good. And, and ending up the, the receiving leader conversation, we got Beckham. This is not Junior. This is, this is a guy that's in his own right and is the best Beckham so far in the AFC East. The Dolphins are a surging team, a team that finds himself about around 500 right now, hot and cold at times, but coming off a big win against Tampa, led by Conrad on the ground. But really, Beckham has been the true story. Young Bull, 3,400 yards, 15 touchdowns so far, playing extremely good ball. When you know the ball's coming, he can still get it. This is the kind of caliber receiver you do when you send the, send the cooks off and you make people think, oh, well, maybe he doesn't really know what he's doing. So far, Lear's doing really well. Those are the top three uh, uh, guys in those, on the offense side of the ball for pass, rush, and receiving. When it comes to the sacks, Aaron Donald still continues to be a guy. Him and Lawrence are t- tied with 20.5 sacks. Interceptions, Deion Jones, the head of the pack with 13. He's going to try to set that record. Right now, people won't stop throwing to Deion Jones. So he's using Lurker uh, to his benefit, and it's all working out at the end of the day. So, man, it's great to see stats going so far. We're going to take another quick break, and we'll be right back with the past offense and rush numbers and the past defense and rush defensive numbers before we get to the stands and talk about a little bit of these teams and, and, and where they rate right now in the standings. Mm, man, you know, some of us have built really good teams, really good defenses, really good offenses. And every year, man, it varies who's who's good and who's not good and who's consistent and who's not consistent. But anyway, we're in season seven, you know, and, and it, we've seen the evolution and, and the, the the paces of things change. Run league heavy, now pass league heavy, now kind of more balanced right now. Um, but I did want to sit down and address a couple Couple, couple things in the stat department and referencing offenses and best defenses in the league so far in season seven. Um, I have my own personal opinion what I think the best defense in the league is, and I do think that Pittsburgh is that team. Um, I have the luxury of playing them a couple times. When Nick's locked in, he can really do damage. He's done some really good things against a lot of good users. That defense from top to bottom does excellent work, and he's built them up to be fabulous and uh they are they are as such and it shows that when you look at the stats i mean they're 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 top three in all pass defense and rush defense you know what i'm saying so it, it kind of speaks volumes to how you feel about it i'm sure everybody has somebody in particular they thinks defense is great but not just the user itself the defense as well when it comes to top defenses in the league we look at i want to just look at the top five as far as top five pass defenses in the league the 49ers are number one. The Patriots are two. Steelers are three. Chiefs are four. And Cowboys are five. 
49ers, of course, have a great defensive line pass rush. Good, good, good linebackers that play the pass well and good DBs, solid DBs, and a real good scheme. So that's a very fitting position for them. The Patriots as well have a good front seven. Their DBs are well, really well, especially with bringing Ramsey in, getting getting JC Jackson out of there with Greedy Williams. They got a good uh, defense as well in the pass. The Chiefs and the Steelers, like I said, the Steelers are three. Steelers, great DBs um, at each position, front seven, linebacker core. Chiefs are the same way, good front seven. Cornerbacks not as good as everybody else on this list, but really solid. Uh, to do the desired position with the great speed and athleticism on the outside. And finally, the Cowboys, a team that you see sneaking into that top five of pass defense, sending out of Ramsey and still being able to hold that that rank, especially in the division you play when you got the, the Eagles that like to throw it, the cheat, the um, Redskins were going to throw it, and so so the Giants. That's really good to hold that position as a top five pass defense in LML so far. Top five rushes in, in LML. The Ravens sit at number one, the Steelers at number two, the Chiefs at number three, the Cowboys at four, and the Bills at five. There's a common trend here when we look at top defenses, and of course, we can sit there and give our opinion, but right now, it appears to be very clear that the Steelers have the best defense in the league, the Chiefs have the number two best defense in the league, and the Cowboys come in at three. They're both on the top top five on both these lists in the offensive defensive end. They're both playing tough football, and their records are showing that they're playing tough football as well, so... Got to give a salute to all those users on those lists of pass defenses and rush defenses. Didn't want to get into the turnovers because we know the turnovers can be outlanded sometimes and lopsided. Guys start going, throwing crazy picks at the end of games and skewing stats. But, and it affects everything, but we just want to kind of keep it basic, talk about pass defense and rush defense. That same rhetoric is going to be applied to the offense as well. When it comes to the pass, passes off, passing offenses in LML right now, the top passing offenses in, in LML belong to the Patriots, the Colts, the Falcons, the Vikings, the Cardinals, and the Dolphins. And rightfully so, as we talked about the stats earlier. You know, the Patriots got a great passing, the MVP front runner in Haskins with Beckham, Avery, great receivers on the outside, a great offensive line. The Colts with a great offensive line, a young Robbins, a Avery, a um a uh uh oh, my bad, Hollywood Brown. Sorry, I almost had a, had a, had a moment. Hollywood Brown and, and, and more talent with the tight end positions being elite. Pettis running down his thing, doing his thing. The Vikings as well is the surprise team in this, but Jalen's always been a superior passer. He's very smart. He takes what you give him, and he he makes it work no matter who he's got. Mike Evans and, and Kelsey are doing work with Josh Rosen, the quarterback, to show you that a user can transcend sometimes the players that people think originally struggle. They struggled in Tampa, but they are flying high with the Vikings and this surging Vikings team. Uh, and the Cardinals, who have been a consistent threat through the air with Andy Isabella, Kyler Murray, and, and company. And the Dolphins, like I said, has always been a good guy in the past. The problem with him is turnovers. Right now, Beckham, they're playing extremely well in the past game, and, and rightfully so. No, uh, rushing offenses in the league right now, the Ravens, Cardinals, Chargers, Rams, Panthers, and 49ers. The teams that you ideally see on this list all the time, really not much has changed in those, in, those, in those teams being what they are as far as rushing goes. The biggest change is seeing the Colts at number two on the pass list and not in the top three on the rush list like he has been every single season. But like I said, there's a reason for the madness. I do believe that he's he's going for a development and he's trying to get Robbins over that number, that number that everybody covers so, 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 so much. And last but not least, we're going to take a brief break. I'll be right back with the standings and my thoughts on each of those teams. Season seven, week 11, man, it's coming going so far, man. Pace of the league is doing well. We got a couple users been down the dumps early on, kind of figuring out their land. And I think maybe some people realize, man, that the communities, man, a lot of new leagues are popping out. A lot of people trying to stay fresh. A lot of people trying to do things different. 
it's hard to find something that you can hold on to and call home. And uh, we hope we're giving you that at least. You know, that's 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 at the end of the day. Um, but you know, let's let's address these these standings. I'm gonna talk about the AFC and the NFC very briefly. Um, the Patriots eight and one are as advertised as always. Quinn is gonna be a consistent threat, doing what he does. Got has a great team he's built up and kind of uh, is an autopilot right now until he gets to the postseason. So rightfully so. The Texans are a surprise team by Troy Smallwood. They're eight and one as well. I think his one loss was a force win that he gave up because I think the connection was laggy against Denver. Um, he's been playing well as well. Got a great vertical offense. Got a great tough defense. Nice rush pass. Uh, nice rush package, and a really good use in the community as well. Um, the Ravens sit at number three. Don't need to talk about them. That's myself. The Chiefs and Holmes are surging back into the limelight. This is a team that was inherited that was really good. Of course, there's a, there's always a cloud over them, but he has done well to rejuvenate the organization, to add some things, trade some things out, send some things away, and kind of get the the team that he wants and how he's desired. And it's starting to show as a six and three record in a really tough AFC West, by the way. The Broncos come in at 6-3 as well. Um, this is going to be a real division, to the real good division to watch in, in LML. If you haven't noticed, the AFC West is one of the many divisions to watch. I know we talk about the NFC East a lot, but they're kind of like doing things a little different this year. But the AFC AFC West is going to be real fun to watch as the Chiefs are 6-3, the Broncos are 6-3, and, and the Chargers are 5-5. Five five. Tremaine is what he is. Tremaine is going to always play smart football. He wants to play turnover free. He's going to lean on Lindsey. Woodward, Woodward at the wide receiver position. He's got a young bull out there on the outside of the wide receiver position as well. And a good, tough defense that runs, keeps things in front of him and plays smart football. The Chargers are a unique team. Made a big trade, kind of revamping his defense. He made a big trade moving out his, his offensive juggernaut. Understanding he can build up in running backs in any position. Made a couple of trades. Got quarterback Fry in. Lean on Fry heavy. But lean on the defense to kind of do what they do. Of course, their weakness is wide receiver currently. But they, they, they can do some things and make it work. And I really see the Chargers surging ahead as they continue to fight for that division title again. Uh, the Steelers are 5-4. A really good team. I think they're on the bye right now. This is a team that if, if Coach Bell is focused, can really cause a lot of damage to people. Can really cause a lot of problems to people. The offense is in the influx. But that defense is as advertised. Titans always lurking around. The Bills always lurking around, and the Dolphins always lurking around. These are three teams that have to do some big things in the next couple weeks to really make a big difference moving forward for this push for the playoffs. When it comes to the NFC, the Cowboys lead lead lead, lead the league right now as they're nine and one um, uh, with the Patriots and the Texans. That one loss, um, I think, it was a tough loss early on in the season, but they're playing really good football. Really good football to have moved Ramsey out of town and still be very competitive. And and like I said, one of the top defenses in the league as well. Um, and that's been a big part of it. Mariota's playing smart. Coach Tuck seems to be comfortable. And the defense is balling. The Falcons, the defending champs, they look really good. There's no slump. There's no there's no lag. They made a big trade, sending Hoover out, getting Barkley in. They, I mean, they, they look like they're firing all cylinders. Tyree Jackson looks really well, looked destined for in the belly. Metcalf is doing his thing as advertised. The Vikings are a surprise team over there. I know we talk about the Texans in the AFC, but the Vikings in the NFC doing a really good thing with a roster that's not crazy loaded, but they're playing behind their scheme. They believe in what their coach is preaching. They have upsetting some good teams. This team deserves everything they're getting. They're eight and two. They're fighting for that number two seed. There are some big games ahead of them, but right now, I like what the Vikings are doing. The Cardinals. Got to give, got to give them a, a salute as well. This is a team that been down the dumps the last couple of seasons, hot and cold, not really figuring out their grounding. The 49ers are the team that seems to be on the outside looking in right now in that division. Of course, the Cardinals and Rams sit at seven and three, playing really good football on the ground and through the air. The the 49ers are behind them at five and five, looking up like, okay, 
We got to really do some things. The Redskins sit above them at 5-5. Five five. After a tough loss, he just played against the Cowboys. It's okay. He'll get a game, another game ahead of him to kind of to kind of rebound that. There's a lot of things that are still going on in the NFC. There's a lot of clarity that needs to be had. Only a week 11. But right now, Redskins, 49ers, Lions, Panthers, and Bears are all in that big battle right now. With the Panthers taking the lead, being 6-4 and four with a big win. The rookie Beckham. And Coach Travis are doing an outstanding job with McCaffrey to really play good football, built around a nice, good defense, led by the old head, Uncle Luke. I like what the NFC's doing. I like what the AFC's doing. It's a lot of good things going on. It's a lot of even ground still. We'll know in a couple weeks more clarity for what's ahead. But right now, man, how can you not be excited about the postseason ahead of us? How can you not be excited about the results of, of Season 7, which has been really good? So, a lot of big things are ahead, man. I'm excited, excited moving forward. You know, this is week 18 podcast. I wanted to address a little bit more stats and things of that nature. And, uh, you know, I, there's a lot of things we could have talked about, but the goings on on the page and whatnot. But I just really wanted to sit down and, and talk to you about those things. A couple things that I really wanted to end with was must-see TV. If you don't know, check the schedule out. Must-see TV for each week, left week 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. I wanted to just look at a couple games. I want you to make sure you keep an eye on and see what happens because these games have ramifications that can be felt throughout the league as we push to the playoffs. Week 12, I designated the Cars and the Rams. That's a team that I would like, must watch. I can't wait to see the results of that game. I'm not saying these games require any stream. Let's not be confused. You just must watch games that I'm excited to see what the results are at the tick- end of the ticker. Week 13, Cowboys against the Vikings. Week 14, Patriots against the Chargers, which is always fun, even with the drama on the page. Week 15, the Cardinals versus the Texans. Week 16, the 49ers versus the Panthers. going to be a good game. It's going to mean a lot for Kerry if uh, things keep going as they go. That's a battle for a wild card, possibly division, Things how based off how things go. And week 17, like I said, Cardinals versus Rams. Cardinals versus Rams are two big games between week 12 and week 17 that the winner has, I'm telling you, the keys to the car for the NFC West. There's a lot of things still ahead. It's a lot of weeks still ahead. A lock and change in the MVP race and the stats race. We're just making you aware. So, you know, if you haven't done it, do it. And if you had, and if you're doing it, keep doing it. You know how it is. LML, everybody after us. They imitate us.